0: Welcome to Expected Points, a quick look at stats, trends and trivia in the world of tennis. My name is Jeff Sackman from TennisAbstract.com and it is Monday, May 24th. Each day I select three numbers to highlight the latest news in the sport, and today those numbers are 35%, 79%, and 33%. The first number is 35%. The fraction of Denis Shapovalov serves, first and second, that didn't come back in Saturday's Geneva final against Kasparud. Except for five double faults, Chapo's pure serving performance was outstanding for a clay court, as he won another 18% of his serve points with his second shot. Alas, everything else went the way of the Norwegian, with Rude winning 62% of points four strokes or longer and more than holding his own on serve, not allowing the Canadian a single break point. It's tough to say whether Shapovalov is truly adapting to the clay. He couldn't outslug Rude from the baseline, and he lost eight of his 12 net approaches. Yet the results suggest he's getting there. This week was his first final on the surface, and it included wins over more traditional dirt ballers Marco Cecchinato, Las Logera, and Pablo Cuevas. Unfortunately, the momentum will go to waste. Shapovalov withdrew from the French Open yesterday, resting an ailing shoulder and saving his bullets for friendlier surfaces. Our second number is 79%, the rate at which Anna Konya has won clay court matches since the restart. The 23-year-old Croatian has always preferred fast courts, entering the spring with just 22 clay contests out of 133 tour-level matches. Yet, recent results may inspire her to shift her priorities. She kicked off her comeback last September with a title on clay at an ITF 25K in Zagreb, reached a quarterfinal in Istanbul last month, and set a new career best on the surface by qualifying and reaching the final in Belgrade last week. All told, it's 15 wins against only 4 losses. Her triumphant week in Belgrade ended with a whimper as she retired down a set and a break to Paula Badosa in the final. But having gone nearly three years without a tour-level win due to injury before March, her takeaways from Serbia are overwhelmingly positive. She knocked out two top 50 players in Yulia Putintseva and Nadia Podoroska, and perhaps most important, her body held up through six wins in eight days, a challenge enhanced by rain delays throughout the week. The resilient Croatian may never become a force on dirt, but if the surprise clay court showing is any indication, she could eventually regain a spot in the top 20. Today's third and final number is 33 years, the span of time since Brian Shelton was named an All-American for his tennis performance at Georgia Tech. After a professional career that included two Newport titles and a fourth round result at Wimbledon in 1994, Shelton coached the women's team at an alma mater, leading the Yellow Jackets to a national title in 2007. He's now the head coach of the men's squad at the University of Florida, which won the NCAA team championship on Saturday. Clinching the title for the Gators over the Baylor Bears was freshman Ben Shelton, Brian's son, playing number 5 singles. The elder Shelton was a rarity in the 1990s, a tour-level player with a college degree. While diplomas remain unusual in today's ATP, players with collegiate experience abound. Concurrent with the American team event, two NCAA products, Cam Norrie of Britain and Arthur Rinderneck of France, battled for a semifinal spot in Lyon, and Norrie ultimately reached his second clay court final of the season. The gap between number five singles in Gainesville and top 50 in the world is enormous, but Ben Shelton has at least one advantage: an excellent coach. That's it for today's episode of Expected Points. Please let me know what you think about the show on Twitter, at Tennis Abstract, and help others find the show by leaving a review on iTunes. You can subscribe in your favorite podcast player, and every episode, as well as full transcripts, can be found at TennisAbstract.com. Thanks for listening.